Good evening. We are back with another episode of the Homeschool Project podcast. How are you doing over there? I'm good. I'm good. Why is that so funny? I don't know. It's been a long weekend. How are you feeling? Exhausted. From a wild, wild weekend? Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. It's always wild, right? Like uh, repainting our our giant family room downstairs. Mm. Stripped old wallpaper and painted painted the room. So Anita chose what we did this weekend. I choose next. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) You're the worst at choosing things to do for the weekend. The worst. If it was up to uh, Nathan, we would just have fun all the time. All day. no house chores Ever. whatsoever. Ever. <laughs> the house would fall apart. <laughs> it's, it's a struggle every weekend to just try to just get those few cleaning things in. But it's always fun. I'll yes. give you that. Well, I see you have your wine over there. I do. How is it? It's, it's delicious tonight. Yeah. What is it? Uh, it's Outlander, a Cab Sauv. Well... It is from Drug Mart, so only the best here in this household, right? Yes. Top notch. Top notch. It's always good in my book. <laughs> the best Drug Mart has to offer. Mm-hmm. All right, so we are here tonight. Uh, we're going to speak about connecting the classroom to the world, right? Yes. Um, we know that the classroom learning especially in a homeschool setting is exciting because it allows the kids to travel down what we like to call the rabbit hole of learning. They can explore a labyrinth of different subjects and go wherever um, their mind takes them. However, when you're a kid and or a man child like myself, (laughs) connecting books and stories to real life experiences really solidifies learning and seeing those things in person makes the subject come to life, right? Yeah. Um, So uh, when we, what we try to do is match up subjects with special events or like field trips, Mm -hmm. right? That we do. So recently you had the kids uh, reading a couple of books, one Swords and Sorcerers and the other is Ancient Egypt, right? Yes. Yep. The Pharaohs of Ancient Egypt. All right. And with that Swords and Sorcerers, we found another book, uh, Magic Treehouse book, and mm-hmm. that was called what? It's um, it's one of their fact tracker books, which the other one we had done was the Titanic we spoke of in one of the earlier episodes. Mm-hmm. This is another one of their fact tracker books, and it's called Knights and Castles. Right, so we've been reading those. Mm-hmm. Well, at least I was reading uh, the Knights and Castles at night with the kids, and during the day you're reading the Swords and Sorcerers and Ancient Egypt. Yes. But what did you recently do? We re- you recently took them somewhere and uh, really r- brought those things to life for them, and um, I got to listen to it when, when they got home. But what, where did you guys go? So we went on Friday. We went to the Cleveland Museum of Art. Um, We hadn't been there yet. That was one of the reasons why um, we've gone to quite a few museums at this point, but not that one yet. And it was really exciting because um, when we got there, they um, they have a room of just all these... Um, medieval and knights items and um, and it was just so neat for that 
and along with the ancient Egypt room for them to tie things from what they've been reading. So like... Real quick, how much, how much does the Cleveland Museum of Art cost? It's free. Zero. To everybody. Right? Yes. So pretty awesome. If you don't, you're not from this area, check out your own art museum if you live near like a metropolitan area. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, completely free. Yes. Um, so of course with the Knights Room, um, our son has really been into into those books that we've been reading. I know. I've been getting whacked by plastic swords every day <laughs> I get home from, from work. Yes. By both of them. <laughs> both, both sons. <laughs> Um, and with that one, it was, it was just, you know, he was, they were, I mean, both of them really were able to go into the room and just, and just see everything we have talked about from the knights with their armor. Um, even the, they had a, a horse with a, a knight on the horse and how they have to cover the horse as well. Um, all the different weapons they have used. And I know that um, with the book you've been reading, or finished actually with them, the Magic Treehouse one, they spoke a lot about the weapons in that book, right? Right. And the different things that they use, which was really cool. They were even able to um, see, what did I say, the, the uh, two hand two-handheld sword, <laughs> if I'm saying it correctly, I'm going blank now, but it basically, I mean, the, the sword is, is huge. I'm pretty sure you did not say that correctly at all, but I don't remember the name of the I sword. I know, I know, <laughs> I'm going blank. It's a blank. giant sword that takes two hands to hold. Yes, and yes. we had just read it over the week to them, and so for him, for them to, like, actually see it in person was really neat. Um, so, yeah, so just... For that, with everything that we've been reading, was really neat. Um, and then when we were in the ancient Egypt room, um, our um, again, they have been fascinated with um, mummies and the... Yeah, we've gone through, like, rolls of toilet paper <laughs> in the house because our son likes to wrap it around himself and all his toys to dress them up like mummies, right? Oh, my gosh, yes! <laughs> Just balls of toilet paper all over the house or in the trash can. I'm like, what is all this toilet paper in here for? And, and then our daughter's like, he was trying to be a mummy again. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> so fascinated with that whole yeah, stage. And I don't... I couldn't tell you how many weeks he was drawing mummies on on paper mm -hmm. like over i mean and like two little mummies on one sheet of paper and then i'm having to like get him to recycle the paper because he's like <laughs> move on to another paper but yeah he, it really like just spiked his imagination with that too and that room was awesome because um we were able to see um they have actually a couple of sarcophagus in there which was really cool. Um, and at one point we were looking at them and they have like, they, you know, they have those little uh, plates at the bottom with a, de a description plate of the piece of art. And I was reading them. And uh, for one of the sarcophagus, it says, you know, this is about the time when um, they started to do all of the Egyptians began to do all their drawings on the sarcophagus um, as opposed to the actual chapel tomb. Um, and I didn't read it out loud to them, and I just wanted to question them on their knowledge because we had read that in our um, Ancient Egypt book. 
And I was like, so this, this here is saying that, you know, this was the transition of when they start to do all the drawings on the sarcophagus. And I asked him, you know, so when did they, where did they used to do their drawings? And they were both able to tell me, um, in the chapel tombs. And it was just so cool. Like, you know, they're remembering this stuff and now they're actually seeing it and seeing how real it is. And, um, that to me was just awesome. And then it's not only like being able to connect the dots between, um, what you've read and then, um, seeing it also, but it's, it's like anything else. I mean, then when we're there, it's like you get to even, you expand even more when you go, um, to, to places where you can actually see things in person. So like he, as simple as, um, on the sarcophagus, there was, um, a drawing of, a snake that has wings. And he was so intrigued with that. And he's like, what is that? What is that? I was like, I don't know, but you know, we're going to go home now and we're going to go research that and figure out what that is. Um, so even that, like, just remember to, to see what you can take back with you. Well, what did you have him bring with them to be able to do that? Um, oh, so we, um, like the, the printouts. Uh, I thought, okay. So you said you brought printouts out. Didn't you also tell him to bring a notebook? Or yes. Was it just a printout? Yes. Well, they did. They had notebooks. Okay. Um, and they were able to put, you know, if there was any questions or, you know, that they had. Um, but my other, which I was going to bring up, is that if you're going to go to a museum, um, I suggest that you either look on their website. And a lot of times I'm starting to learn that the museums have... Um, like a student education section. Um, so I go and see if they have that section. If they do see if there's any worksheets you can print out ahead of time to bring with you to the museum. Um, and if they don't, then, um, call or email them. And I'm sure the staff would be happy to try to pull something up. I'm sure. Um, but so the Cleveland museum of art actually does have a student education, um, section on their website. And I was able to print out a couple of sheets, um, for the medieval section. And it was kind of like a, um, like a scavenger hunt, like find these items and then read about what they are. And they enjoyed that part too. And that was really neat. Um, and then they still have on their, on the museum's website, like more information that I'm going to actually, um, do next, uh, this coming week in class, um, which tied more into, um, talking about the knights and everything and the castles and the kings and the queens, which will be really cool. So, Did they seem more interested coming back from something like that than just what maybe just a, like a day in the classroom that you didn't connect with something in the real world? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, even uh, there was even at one point one of them was like, so this is like, this was all real. And I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> it was. I mean, when you, yeah, when you look at stuff, especially as a kid, but when you look at stuff like that in a book, it's hard to picture that that actually happened. Mm -hmm. Even as an adult, it mm -hmm. is. It's like trying to imagine men in uh, giant metal uh, outfits running around, hitting each other with swords or lancing them, you know, somebody off a horse. It's just, it's just very hard to imagine. It is. Um, but when you see it, 
in person, like, okay, that's what, uh, that's what armor looks like. And somebody actually had that on. Yeah. That was, you know, and he even said, you think he's like, you know, he asked me if, uh, if they were hot in there. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure they were, <laughs> they were hot in there, buddy. And it's, but, but it just, you could see that it was making sense to him now. And like, okay, yes. there was actually a, there was actually a man in that to that armor mm -hmm. at some point. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. And even like the helmets, they're like, that looks so uncomfortable. Like, how did they wear that? Or when we looked at like, um, over time, how the helmets have evolved and the first one there, my daughter's like, how did that even protect them? I was like, it really didn't, you know, it's right. just, it's just come this far a now. Bucket with <laughs> holes in it on your head. Yeah. But yes, absolutely. I feel like it really does. It just brings things to life. And it literally did for, for them, like for them yeah. to say like, this is really real. Like this actually happened. I'm like, yes, it did. And like you said, it's just so hard to imagine until you can actually see it. Well, remember too, for, for every, kept asking questions about a sarcophagus. Yeah. Cause it's, it's also hard for a kid to think why it's a, a, of a person being in a, a, a box, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> like why would you stick a human being in a box and stick him inside a tomb? And then you see, see it and uh it kind of makes more sense once you see it yeah yep no it was really neat and then even um as we were walking around we didn't even get to i, I think i told you we hit like a third of the museum right just between um the time that we had and then like the kids just wanting to spend time in certain areas because they were just so fascinated um but there was even a you know there's parts of it that has like more of the religious item art artwork and they were like um one of them pointed out a painting of um saint john the pa baptist's head on a platter mm. and my, <laughs> my very kid friendly <laughs> Yes. But our daughter remembered when we read that part in religion when he was beheaded. And then she was like, because at first she was like, you know, looking at it like, that's awful. And she's like, wait a minute, but they, they, they beheaded him, right? And I'm like, yeah. I was like, that's what this painting is like depicting, you know? So even other subjects that we weren't even expecting, we were able to, you know, bring to life, which was crazy. Well, I think, she, I, th <laughs> I think she's immune from photos like that after attending church <laughs> with your parents. So yes. you only saw my parents' church. <laughs> their church is adorned. Their walls are adorned with paintings of of things just like that, like heads on platters, babies being butchered. The soldiers uh, are snatching the babies. Yeah, the soldiers snatching babies. I I went there. I was traumatized for weeks. I don't. It's, it's the worst. <laughs> right, they are probably. I don't know what's sadly. going on with the with the artwork in that place, but so I think they're okay with stuff like that. Uh huh. It's like being in a horror movie. It, it is, yeah. I, it's a little uncomfortable. It's <laughs> <laughs> like all I do is like slowly turn my head the entire time when I'm at that church, looking at all the photos. It just doesn't seem like the right place for this. <laughs> Very uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Ready to go out and, and hit, hit, hit Sunday with a bang, you know? Super pumped. <laughs> Positive attitude. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Mom. I know you love your church. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great place, though, you know? It is. <laughs> great people. <laughs> so where were we? I, I jumped so, yeah, off the road anyway, there. No, but I was talking about how, 
yeah, even the unexpected, you all, all of a sudden you're tying in other subjects that you have been learning about, and it's all there, and they can see it in person, which is really neat, and I think it's important. And what did you tell me? What was the first thing they did when they uh, when you came home? Oh, yes. As soon as we got home, um, our, our two-year-old was downstairs. I'm down here with him. The the five year old runs upstairs. He comes back and he's got like a handful of items. Drops them on the floor, and he's like, "Augie, get dressed. We're playing knights." <laughs> and they they get dressed and they just start at it like two knights and just so energized and like ready to go. And it was so it was neat. Like, For at least three minutes till someone got hurt. Right? Until somebody yeah. started crying. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it was, he was, it was neat. Like he was that excited from learning and tying everything together, you know, and bringing it to life for them, which is really cool. Um, and then I also wanted to bring up that with this, like, this is just an example. So there are, um, there are some homeschoolers that love to do most of their schooling, um, just on, uh, unit studies. Um, and they're all like different themes. So I'll just tell you real quick. Um, a unit study is a collection of learning activities tied to a theme. Um, and they typically provide a hands-on approach to learning that incorporates the different subjects like math, science, language arts, and social sciences. Um, so I always was fascinated with the people that love to do most of their entire curriculum on unit studies. I just, I think it's really cool. Um, especially if you're a creative parent that I feel like that's the way that that's a, a something you should look into if you're not already doing it. Um, so for me, I don't do a full on unit study, but, um, I like to, so we have, I told you we have our set curriculum, but the beauty of homeschooling, you can do what you want. So I won't go into a straight unit study, but we will try to tie in different things. So like, like I said, we had, um, of swords and sorcerers as part of our curriculum to read for our, um, literature reading. And with that, you know, that's when we got the magic tree house book and then, um, we're going to the museum. Um, and so I'll do like extra things on the side or we'll watch videos or maybe try to watch some movies. Um, even like the sword in the stone the other day, I, I, you know, we watched it the other night. Um, and that way it's like, I don't go on, like I said, to a full unit study, but we're adding, um, extra things here and there to just really expand on whatever theme it is. And so I just wanted to give you a couple of examples. So let's say if you wanted to do a unit study on nights or medieval times, um, you would get, you know, good books on that theme. Um, you'd want to research the history of the medieval times, um, make like for art activities, you could make statues or create a coat of arms. Um, even get creative and make your own family coat of arms. You know, I think we're going to actually do that next week during our art class. Uh, you could do homemade pretzels or, um, serve like a whole meal with a typical food at that time, which was probably gross. 
Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> and yeah, yeah, I actually read one thing and it was like, be careful what you um, ask for. And we also read that, you know, they didn't really have utensils. So you were eating with your hands all the time. So it'd be like mm-hmm. a very messy meal. <laughs> I don't know if we'll do that one, but there's a suggestion like a cra- there. Like a crab boil. <laughs> like we, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, create a vocab list with uh, different terms or vocab words from that time. Um, and you could even turn it into your spelling. Um, and then you could map out voyages from the books you read, uh, watch a movie. Like I said, study castles, different castles around the world. Um, older kids could write a report on, um, a certain King or queen. And then like for music, you could, uh, find and uh, listen to medieval music. So that's just an example of how you could do a whole unit study on whatever theme it is that you're looking at. And, and we've kind of gone a few of those things along the way with this. So, okay. And some other, some other ways or things that we've seen with the kids. Um, one of the first ones was, was uh, our daughter read because of Win Dixie. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know it's a popular book, but it was kind of a little bit more popular down where we were living in the South because mm-hmm. you actually connect the book. Win Dixie uh, is a supermarket down there. Yes, that's right. Yep. So it's really prevalent down <laughs> mm-hmm. there. Not so much where we're living now. No. Uh, so, but she, she, she read that, she found that book and I said, Hey, look, it was the first time we had done this. Hey, look, if you read this book, we'll let you watch the movie after you finish it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she blew through that book. She did. She loved it. Mm-hmm. That was really the first, one of the first times she read a chapter, chapter book. book mm-hmm. And she blew through that and couldn't wait to watch the movie. Mm-hmm. We watched the movie with her. And she was so excited when she was connecting scenes in the movie to the things she remembered in the book. Yeah. And then she was even telling us things that were different. Yep. From the book to the movie, mm-hmm. which... Um, you know, is learning in itself yep. is, is just remembering what you read and then seeing the differences mm-hmm. there. But that's when I knew how big of a, a difference it made when she could see it in person mm-hmm. after she read it or learned something um, and how exciting it was for her and it just became more real. Yeah. So I think it's kind of where we started with that. Yes. And uh, I think some of the other, some of the other books to movies that we've, we, I don't, we haven't done it yet, but uh at least I did when I was growing up. Indian in the Cupboard was a great one for mm-hmm. me. I love that. And uh, I know it's a great book. And then, you know, the movie's actually pretty good. And then also documentaries. Oh, yeah. I love documentaries. Yeah. So there's a lot of documentaries that go along with mm-hmm. some of the stuff that you guys do. Yeah. Homeschooling, right? So you did the Titanic. There's a Titanic documentary that we yep. kind of like DVR'd the other night that mm-hmm. um, maybe watched with the kids. Um, so that's something we found that works pretty well yep. and gets them excited to, to learn. I'll even YouTube whatever I can, um, for whatever it is we're reading, because I just think that it's important for once we read something, um, if they can visually see it, because I myself am a visual learner and I'm beginning to learn that, I, that I feel that our kids are too. They're both very good with read aloud, but I can see how they'll get even more excited and then even more eager to read the next time mm-hmm. when I can give them something visual to go along with it. So I've even found that little clips here and there from YouTube have really helped too. Sure. Because obviously you can't go on field trips 
every day or all the time so which is a, a good point too that the other thing that she's brought up or they've all brought up is some of the stuff that you've been learning has made them interested in traveling Mm-hmm. to those yes. places which I, we love traveling so that, that that's exciting for me mm-hmm. that uh, they read about a place and now they really want to go there some of them not so much uh, they've read, read read about some places <laughs> that I'd prefer not to go um, but uh, one was uh, Misty of Chincoteague she just read oh, right yes. it's about a, a, the horses and Chicotee Island. Yeah. Um, and she keeps and, wanting to go there now. Right. <laughs> which is a real, which it. is a real thing. Yep. And, uh, something that I would, I would have no problem taking a, a trip over there and, and camping out over there. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, that's kind of neat too, is that, uh, they've, it sparked their interest in travel as yeah. well. Yeah. And it's a, like you said, it's a place actually we have talked about wanting to go one day. Um, I remember when we were figuring out places to move to and that was on the list over there. And I was like, oh, how neat it would be to go to that island. But even better now, if we go to just think that like our child read a book on this and she's going to be that much more excited and be able to tell us. She was already telling us about certain things that we were unaware of over there. Yeah, she was telling (laughs) us about the the chain of islands or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't remember what, but it was, yeah, she was, uh, she definitely picked up a lot of information from the book. And uh, if we went there, it'd be because of her reading that book, really. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't have gotten over there on our own no yeah in different places we would have gone probably before that Mm -hmm. but uh yeah pretty pretty awesome and then the latest book that we picked up was chronicles of narnia right yes yep she's going to um she started that actually on thursday so yeah i remember reading that when i was a kid and then obviously they have a great movie out now yeah newer version right she's yeah, yeah i think it's on either netflix it's one of our, not that we have a couple, I don't know, but it's on, it's on TV right now available. And she saw that, which I think again, kind of, you know, sparked it for her to be like, okay, if I read this and I'll get to watch it and see it. And, mm-hmm. and even when she was um, checking the book out, the librarian was like, Oh, who's going to be reading this one? She, you know, said, I will. And he's like, that's one of my favorite books. You're going to just love it. And you could just see she was so excited to see, oh, this other adult is telling me how awesome it is that I'm going to read this book. And, you know, so I'm excited for her. And I, I'm hoping that she'll blow through that one, too. And we'll get to watch the movie after. Yeah, I think uh, I think in today's world, you know, tech, uh, technology is huge with kids. Yes. But also uh, reading is becoming less and less and kids are less mm-hmm. inclined to pick up a book and read but if you can develop a love for reading but also connect it with some you know technology you know that's fine i have no problem with that mm-hmm. but i think there's something kids are missing when they stop reading yes you know definitely a, a huge thing like you yep. hey you hate re- <laughs> you hate reading i do you do however now that you're doing this with the kids i see that you are really enjoying all the books that you've been going through with them, right? I am totally loving it. I think that was one of the first things I told you when we started homeschooling is like, I had no idea how much I love learning. Like, and okay, this is a girl, like I, I went, I, I did my straight A's in high school, did great in college. And, but I was the study what you need to know, get it passed and move on, you know, but I'm actually enjoying learning right now with how we're learning and the books that we're reading. And I'm like, I get into it. And like, 
even sometimes my daughter is like, why did you stop again? I was like, I just want to explain this. Like, do you understand what's happening? And it's just, yeah, to me, I still won't read on my own because I'm too tired at night. No, but. Ni- yeah, yeah. <laughs> reading to you is the equivalent of like drinking a bottle of NyQuil. Yes. <laughs> like, gone. Out, Three out, out, within, out within like two minutes. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's awful. Words make me sleepy. <laughs> I have what? Like a whole little bookshelf next to the bed. Yeah, they're good to look un- at. <laughs> books. I want to so bad and I just, I can't get out, gone, sleep, <laughs> done. <laughs> but it's different with what we're doing with the kids sure. and I'm really enjoying it. I really am. And I, I can, I can even see, I think you can tell a difference with our daughter who was in traditional school from kindergarten to second grade. Mm-hmm. And the her love for reading really wasn't there. It was it was more like you're gonna read this because you have to. We did, and then you know, then we would read to her. Yeah. Make sure we re- at least read to her. You yes. know, I, think that, I think that's really important too. It doesn't necessarily have to be them reading every time. Mm-hmm. I think you know, listen, having them listen to a story and then use their imagination to put that story together in their head mm-hmm. is extremely important. Yes, which we will have to do a whole other show on the read alouds because I think it's yeah, yeah, definitely, we definitely want to do a whole episode on on the importance of of reading and Mm -hmm. and books but uh you know if i think if you make reading fun now it's going to carry through a lifetime for the kids Mm -hmm. and you have anything else no i really don't i just i would just be repeating the same thing which is i i think it's so important though that if you can whatever you guys are learning in your class setting if you can just bring it into the world, which I feel like most people who homeschool believe in that too. Um, and I, so I feel like this might be even more for the beginners, you know, just remember to, to tie it out in the real world too. It's so important to make those connections and it's, it's going to be well worth it. And I feel like they'll retain that information better. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, we'd like to leave you with a, uh, a quote from Albert Einstein, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you want your, if you want your children to be intelligent, read them fairy tales. If you want them to be more intelligent, read them more fairy tales. <laughs> Got to remember, let your kids dream, right? Yep. All right. So true. That's all we have. So good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Homeschool Project Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave a review. If you have any questions or suggestions that we can discuss on the show, send us an email at thehomeschoolprojectpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Goodbye, everyone.